Wake up to reality. Nothing ever goes as planned in this accursed world. The longer you live, the more you will realize that the only things that truly exist in this reality are merely pain, suffering, and futility. This is true today as they ever were. Hi, welcome back everybody. This is David doing another solo pod. I'm gonna try to uh, pump these out as much as I can because I just had this amazing idea of uh, what kind of inspired from Mark, sort of. Uh, how he used to did he did this series of movies. They're all the, uh, I don't know, some horror series or franchise or whatever. But then I got a good idea. Hey, how about I do a little series or franchise that I kind of am familiar with, right? So I got the great idea of uh, reviewing the animes, well, live action anime adaptations versus their actual animes. And, uh, yeah, and I'm already regretting it. I kind of I kind of know what he went through. Uh, except, you know what? No, no, Mark doesn't know what I'm going through. He doesn't know my pain. He doesn't know my pain. And uh, despite the fact that we decided to use a little clip from Naruto, this is not, in fact, going to be anything related to Naruto. It's just, it just fits so well with today's topic that I'm going to be uh, discussing. Today I decided to start off with uh, a live-action series I, I was more curious about because I, I'm a really big fan of the Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood franchise. And uh, so I remember a while back Netflix pumped one of these babies out too because I don't know what they were thinking. Probably high on bath salts or some Hollywood drug I never heard about. Anyways, they decided to create this thing that I can't even... Oh, God. I don't know how to describe it. Kind of like a... Uh, I describe it as a, like a smoothie afterbirth of a unborn defective child. <laughs> I don't know what you would call this. Because in the beginning, you know, I, uh, I try my best to have an open mind to all things I'm about to encounter. And that was very much so with uh, this live action of Full Metal. And because I originally very much loved the uh, anime, but... To be clear, there are two different animes, uh, Full, Full Metal Alchemist and Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. And um, the first one I mentioned, I think it came out, well, it did come out first, but it was somewhat of a less uh, less uh, faithful adaptation to the original manga that the this anime was derived from. But then they uh, rebooted it or brought it back for another little touch-up sort of just since the uh, manga had finished they decided to finish it off the, as best as they could more uh more faithful to the actual manga itself and uh i never actually went back to watch the first one but i i've seen some clips of youtube here and there and a couple reviewer, reviewers jesus christ i got the mark effect a couple reviewers uh talk about comparisons between the two animes and i i can gladly say without a any less confidence than I normally would. I'm. I don't think I missed anything. I don't think I missed out on anything. So let's get to it. How does this movie begin? How does the movie begin? The movie. Ah, oh, Jesus Christ. I would say spoiler warning, but honestly, I would rather you listen to my. I don't know my stutter. My. I feel like if I were to stutter out this entire movie, like plot point for plot point, it would still be a much better listen to than this freaking thing 
Oh, Jesus Christ. And I know I'm a big, big pusher for uh, Japanese subs instead of English dubs, but I, I just didn't want to do that to myself here. I, I've watched a couple of uh, uh, Japanese movies before that were I knew were not going to be you know fun to watch, so I just went straight for the English dub because uh, it was just as painful, believe me. Believe you me. English and Japanese subs in bad movies are just terrible. It's just, oh, God, I don't want to talk about it. It's so cringe. Yeah, let's just make this apparent. Everything about this movie, from the effects, uh, the effects side, is just god awful. You know, I didn't know what to expect honestly, because you know everyone has this idea of live action anime movies being terrible one way or another, and they're not wrong. You know, there's there's a reason why there's that uh, stigma on live action anime films. One one of them being that when I I don't know if this is a thing they do, but when they were uh, dyeing the kid's hair for the very beginning, you're introduced to Alphonse and Edward Elric as children, barely learning to uh, do alchemy. And uh, to, to be uh, frank, to put this out there, their father's not introduced at all in this movie. Uh, so in the beginning, when they learn alchemy, it's because they sort of want to follow in their father's footsteps, even though uh, Edward has some sort of you know, bad, has, he has some beef with his dad because uh, he's not always there and his mom's really sick and his mom's stuck there taking care of the two boys. And uh, Edward being very mature for his age in the anime, he sees all this, but he's not, uh, he doesn't know anything that's going on in the background, right? Uh, that his dad is trying to save the world and uh, trying to prevent all these terrible things from happening. So he's not there at home to take care of them. But here in the movie, you're not shown anything at all of that. Because at least in the anime, you see that they learn alchemy, or they begin to learn alchemy from studying material that's in his dad's workshop. And then they just start with the basics, go very fast into somewhat, I'd say, middle level, mid tier alchemy, I suppose. Since, uh. And sorry about that, ladies and gents. Where was I? Ah, uh, had a little distraction on the side over here. So yeah, they, uh. They learn uh, somewhat proficiently, very quickly, uh, like a somewhat higher tier of learning uh, than a child their age would normally do. So it's kind of apparent that they're both somewhat geniuses in the form of alchemy, or in the practice of alchemy in this case. And uh, you know, there's just there's just a lot more backstory told within the anime. And of course, you know, you always have the case which. You know, the show is always going to have a lot more time to explain in better detail different aspects and uh, the background of a lot of these characters and why they do the things they do, sort of, and what their, like, intentions are with their actions. But, at the very least, it could, I don't know, someone introduce the dad within the movie and, uh, I don't know, have, like, a five-minute sequence explaining, like, his overall goal, I want to say. But no, no, they just uh, cut him out. They just got a got a big old cleaver, just slit that man's out of the movie. My man's, oh man, he's just gone. But yeah, so the dad's not in it at all. So when the mom eventually, you know, like I said, spoiler alert, she dies literally right in front, of, or no, she doesn't die in front of them. But, well actually that's not really explained honestly. I just assumed that she was, well you know that she's sickly in the anime, so you know she eventually she'll die in her bed, sick. But in the movie, she just drops dead. And then afterwards, of course, they try to bring her back with alchemy. And then that's where things get crazy in both the movie and the anime. But 
things are a little bit crazier in the movie. Not because they change anything within it, but literally just the fact that the CGI is so garbage and so crappy that it makes... It gives you so much more of a bigger headache than you would expect, honestly. And instead of when the gate opens to take the boys to the other side to see the truth of the universe, little hair tentacles pop out of the ground uh, where a big old eye should have popped out. And uh, and then drag them in. No, actually, no, I, I, I lied. They have big old hair hands with a hurricane slash tornado thing that dragged them both into the other side to see the truth of the universe. And then, I guess somehow, uh, within the span of a few seconds, they became, I don't know, 20? What happened there? They just, they just became 20 years old, all of a sudden, out of nowhere. They went from 10 to 20, you know, and then it, that's it. They would get no explanation. You get, you just get a somewhat of, you're not, you're not actually explained to if it's a time jump where Edward, as a kid, learns the truth, and then, actually, no, I lied. He turns into an adult-ish or young, old teen uh, when he reaches the opposite end of the truth. And then that's when he opens his alchemic door to learn, to gain more knowledge of things. And then the black hair hands again come in through the door, reach in, take them in. You know, they show him all this knowledge, which then costs him, of course, a leg. And then in order, and then when he gets back to the real world, there he is. He's not a child anymore. He's, uh, I want to, I'm going to give the movie benefit of doubt. He's 18. All of a sudden, a 10-year-old goes into being an 18 year old the next second and then he obviously has to but then I guess his brother Alphonse you know he uh, he saw more of the truth of the universe so that cost him his entire physical body but in order to bring back uh, his brother he has to sacrifice something else uh, precious to him another piece of his body so he sacrificed his left arm, but he was willing to give up his uh, his everything, you know. So you know, yeah, he's a good brother. The movie gets good points for showing off, you know, how good of a brother he is, you know, bro points. But that doesn't matter. In reality, that doesn't matter because it's a terrible movie regardless. And no matter what you do, it make me happy. There, I said it. But yeah, so that happens, and uh, within the show, you're shown that they actually had other training besides, you know, just learning by themselves with their dad, and. Uh, God, Jesus Christ Almighty! Ugh, I don't know. Why I did this to myself. I just thought it'd be funny. I, I thought it'd be funny. I thought it was gonna be interesting. You know, just, just hey, Mark, I'm doing, I'm doing a series myself too. You know, but it's anime because I'm a weeb. <laughs> but now I gotta suck it up, finish this. Jesus Christ! Had a miniature breakdown right there on the pod for you guys, for your entertainment. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? <laughs> Anyways, where was I at? Oh yeah. The, I'm still at the beginning, Jesus Christ. Yeah, so yeah, that happens. Uh, so you're not explained the whole time whether it's a time jump or it's some sort of magic or alchemy or whatever. And so you uh, you keep going through the movie, and the very first thing that uh, they drop you into after the mom dies is uh, Leor Leorio Leon or something. Oh, something like that. Sort of the L, some city that's uh, kind of being ruled by a fake pastor hey kind of like uh you know texas today i'm just kidding i don't know there's a bunch of fake pastors out there that claim to pray for you or to create miracles if you send them twenty dollars 
that's besides the point. I feel that's another pod coming up. Anyways, well, yeah, this city's ruled by one of those fake pastors who happened to get his hand on a very important item, a very uh, Deus Ex Machina item that Edward and uh, Al Edward Alphonse, whatever their name is, my names are, I forget. But they need it also. They need that little piece, that little stone, in order to get their bodies back, in order to get their mom back, in order to save the day, yay, be heroes. But the thing, well, the problem with that is the the priest he doesn't know no one knows until a little five minutes after that the stone itself is a fraud it's a it's a fake and so this is actually the philosopher's stone the philosopher's stone there you go and uh because the priest was just creating alchemy without respecting any of the natural rules of the of the quote-unquote science of alchemy which is the law of equivalent equivalent exchange and needing to write down symbols or sigils or whatever uh, in order to change or repair or do anything with alchemy. So the law is supposedly you you can only get out of what you put in to whatever you're trying to fix. So you're trying to fix a table, you can't make it into a, you can't fix it and then turn it into a steel table without anything. Like you would have to this the table itself would be have to been made out of steel and then when they use alchemy they can repair it without needing to change or add or take away anything because it literally has to be chemically the exact same thing as it is but if you alter the shape of it the physical form that's fine you know you're good to go so pretty much like the law of everything except you happen happen to have this little doodad doohickey thing called the falafel stone you know what i'm called the falafel stone there you go if you have the falafel stone then anything in the world is possible and you can become god oh, oh oops that's later down in the line Anyways, so when ah this this part just annoyed the hell out of me, because Edward goes destroying the town by accident, uh, trying to capture the priest, because uh, you know the priest I don't know I don't know he did something to the guys in the movie it's not explained obviously if you watch the anime you know what's going on but they they just started finding the priest for no reason the priest creates uh, these stone creatures instead of having a chimera fight them like they would in the anime but that's whatever and then uh so dramatically oh oh my god i i uh, sent these animals to you uh and then edward's like oh i created a lo- very pokey stick and i poke it one time and it's dead uh oh no these other two animals got my arm and my leg haha i got you though it's my metal arm it's a metal leg ah gotcha so then that's you know how it's dramatically revealed yeah, he has a metal arm and prosthetic arm and leg that work with magic slash alchemy also oh man i'm very unhappy this movie <laughs> oh my god i'm not gonna lie I, I tried my best not to pay attention to this movie but it was just so mind mind bendingly just bad i just could not take my eyes off of it it was like watching a car implode with a unicorn running over it as the unicorn broke its front two legs and then those legs smashed you in the face it's like it's impossible how terrible it is but it's just so amazing that it happened in the first place like what unicorns are alive how why is that car imploding instead of exploding i don't know i get it, it just did a tenant in my mind but for bad reasons not for good reasons oh god and then just the fact that uh, in this universe there are things called homunculi that are uh you know well technically the homunculus
beings that are artificially created uh, through alchemic ways. And yeah, I, I'm just putting heavy quotes on real life because, you know, that's something that happened in the real world. But whether you believe it happened or not, you know, that's up to you. And uh, in this movie, they take it as uh, pretty much them being godlike beings or demigod human morph things. And it's not explained just yet, but it's all the way to the end of the movie that each one of these uh, homun homunculi have a falafel stone. Uh, somewhere embedded in their body that lets them live hundreds of years longer that lets them regenerate lost limbs lost uh, lives that they could have died from or uh, you know which I guess uh, one of the falafel stone people uh, lust she uh, shows that she has her falafel stone in the middle of her chest and of course her being lust they have to show off that you know oh she's got a tight dress ah it's, this is sexy, right? It, yeah, no, no, it's not. No, I, I say it's sexy, so it's sexy. But it's not. It's not. It's just, why does she look so terrible? Why did, Why does there, all these guys look so terrible? It's all cringe. But at the same time, you understand that anime has this side of it where some like actions are animated to look much more comedic than they would in the real world. But then it just doesn't translate well. Like when the... When all the falafel people are trying to show off that they have special falafel powers, uh, they are they're all showing off their uh, falafel sim sigils, which is the Ouroboros uh, tattoo, which is a snake eating its own tail in a circular form, with a triangle in the middle, which looks like the freaking triangle of power from Zelda. And uh, each one of them has to like show off this thing just to show off that they're powerful falafel people. And it's just the way they do it, just so cringy. And, ugh, God. The other two falafel people are, 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 okay, all three of them are lust, envy, and greed. No? Yes. Greed? Whichever one's the hungry one that eats everything. No, not greed. I lied. That's not greed. Uh, the hungry one. It's pretty much taken derived from the seven deadly sins in the Bible. But anyways, I digress. Uh, cause, oh yeah, lawful one who's hungry for everything and eats everything the fat guy he in the anime has a huge old tongue that has his orbors tattoo tattooed onto his tongue but in the movie well in the movie it's the same thing but the way he shows it, it's just so disgusting and cringy he just says because uh, in this scene lust falafel just killed the priest because i guess they're all in cahoots together ah oh, who would have known Oh, no, bad guys being bad guys together. Oh, it's terrible. But then Lust kills him, and then Envy takes over or uh, takes over his shape and form to continue tricking the people in the city. Ugh. And then, oh my god, can I get the Envy? Envy's wig is just absolutely horrendous. Like, I thought the wig from that one uh, Marvel show that about the people on the moon, that one, I think her name was Medusa, I thought her red wig was just horrendous, but no, because she looked like she had a freaking second scalp with the or second head under that wig with the tumor attached to it. But this guy, oh my, like they, they didn't even try with this movie. They just said, "Hey, what's that? Is that a mop handle that was painted black? Was left out to dry? Yeah, well, we're kind of low on budget right now. Let's go ahead and smack this on this guy. Yeah, no, it'll, it'll be fine. They won't notice. Well, I noticed. I noticed Warner Brothers. Oh, also, this is Warner Brothers." What the hell happened? Freaking, I remember Mark was talking talking about this last time we talked anime. 
saying that, oh, you know what, just give all the properties to Warner Brothers. They got money, they got connections, they'll do just fine with these adaptations. But hey, Mark, they didn't. They failed. It was a fluke, man. Well, not a fluke. Whatever, man. You got my brain fried now. But yeah, like, what, what? Oh, God. Yeah, so, and then everything they did was obviously an attempt to make them look edgy and cool. But obviously, edgy nowadays is just seen as cringe. And that's exactly how it came off. It was just completely cringe. And, you know, uh, all of them had skin-tight leather, which they didn't need to be. Because with the hunger guy, you could see that his falafels were hanging out, out of his rolls, man. Yeah, rolls on rolls. I mean, I wonder how many, how many falafels he had to get in all his falafel powers. The power of falafel. I need falafels now. But anyways... <laughs> So they just take and take uh, all these different storylines from the first season and then just cram them in the movie. And it obviously doesn't work because they actually crammed the first season and the last season together, the plot lines together into this one movie. Because the entire show in the anime is starts from Edward and now, you know, obviously trying to gain their bodies back. And then they go on little adventures, discovering new people finding out new things about the secret, uh, I don't know, I guess like the secret society sort of, or the secret intentions of the government uh, to take over, not even take over the world, just for one man, the original homunculus, who created the falafel people uh, to become God. And then that the reason that so many things are happening within this world, so many wars, are literally just to create a giant alchemic circle of made of human blood in order to summon god and then the original falafel man would eat god and become god you know uh and then also somehow they had like a little mini falafel people army in the movie or in, i mean in the uh in the show well they did in the movie as well but they had it in the show but none of that was like mentioned to or anything until like the last like couple episodes and then, but in this movie, no, it's all just jumbled together. Uh, in both the anime and the movie, there is this character called Dr. Marco, who used to be a doctor during the this event called the Zhvalin Civil War, where the Zhvalin people were massacred in order to create one of these blood spots in order to create the blood sigil for alchemy, to create, summon whatever, god or whatever. And, uh, and in the original anime, the doctor just simply gives Al a piece of paper. Then Al goes to the library, discovers all these notes of his that he had to decipher and reorganize himself. And then he discovers on his own, uh, with his own brain power, that the truth behind the fake falafel stones is that they are all made of human souls. You know, not human bodies or lives or energy. They're just, their souls are literally ripped out of their bodies and they are just put into liquid form and then made solid later on through some sort of process. And the Flawful Stone is just, all it is is just human souls uh, made of pure energy, which is why it's you could pretty much do anything with these stones since, they, uh, since they're made of human souls, which is the highest price you could pay for anything. Like, you no longer need the equivalent exchange thing because the human soul will pay for, any, for everything you do, and you no longer need anything else or whatever however they explain it and uh but in the movie however uh right off the bat oh also dr mocker doesn't die just like in the movie uh edward and 
uh, what's the girl's name? I forget. His girlfriend, whatever. They uh, they go find Doctor Marco. And I don't know if this is like Japanese culture or it was just like just them trying to be funny, but I was slightly annoyed and changed slightly to somewhat very annoyed when the girl just jumped out of the train and was just all hoppy hoppy you know happy happy like dr marco hi it's you oh my god but then again i just naturally hate those kind of people but that's besides the point uh but yeah she was all like oh happy jumpy jumpy happy and then they get shot at by dr marco and edward becomes hero saves the day no one's killed and he explains that he was part of the Jvalin war and he did all these experiments to create the falafel stone but then Lust comes in out of nowhere and kills the guy when, uh, you know, she didn't do that in the first movie. I th- think she kidnapped him, I'm not 100% sure, or someone kidnapped him, I think, in the anime, but not in the movie, no. In the movie, they just straight murked the man. And then, uh, yeah, and then we go on from there. And they explain that, I guess, that these falafel people are a lot more weaker than they are in the anime, because every time... Uh, Lust gets shot or she gets stabbed she has to just remind the audience oh you managed to kill me one time that's a life I lost good job like okay you didn't need to say that because now we know that we could kill you a bunch of times and then you'll actually die now we know your weakness dummy you know well (sighs) and then they don't even show the other falafel people that uh, are actually you know, important to the plot in the anime, or they don't show the main antagonist, or what's was thought originally to be the main antagonist, and then the actual main antagonist that was in the anime, which was uh, Fear Bradley, who is the falafel person for Wrath. And he's not introduced to this at all, instead of some random general, is uh, actually the entire protagonist of the movie. And also, they gave such an important role to this um, chimera. Uh, alchemist who has the or has the responsibility of studying chimeras and having them gain much more uh, human or gain more human sentience uh, whatever that word is you know you guys know it you guys are smart people if you're, you're listening to this pod you guys are smart people you know what I'm talking about sentience there you go human sentience in order to I don't know I don't know what the purpose is for that but yeah they decide to fund him and he did it one time, made a chimera talk, and then right after it just died. But then later on you discover that the whole reason the chimera had talked in the first place was because this uh, professor scientist, he actually uh, mixed an animal with his, with his wife. And uh, in the process, she actually, well in the movie, she just died right after. But in the anime, uh, the animal spoke, of course, a couple words which got him you know, funding for his research, but then she starved herself to death because, you know, she knows that's no way to live. She's not going to be a part animal the rest of her life. And then, uh, of course, like in the anime, they they leave for a couple of days because, you know, Doctor, this guy's, this guy's a nice guy, right? There's no reason we should worry about him. Wrong. This man, again, uh, his re-enlisting period for the military, or whatever you call it, uh, comes around like in a couple days but in order to pass again he has to create another chimera that can speak and in order to do that he uses his daughter and his dog to mix them both together and they're able to talk and just the cgi of them of the dog dog girl is just horrendous you know it just 
in the beginning, the very beginning, the very first time they do, they do alchemy, it was somewhat passable. But from there, it was just, just such a landslide downhill. And this thing looked somewhat like a plastic stuffed animal that had its lips moving. And then like they had like a slight tinge of CGI attached to it. You know, I don't know any of the process of what goes into creating the CGI. But I, I've noticed that uh, just... These movies do not have good CGI in them. I'll just say that. I was about to say something very racist. And I'm not drunk right now. So, you know, I can't I can't say and then be absolved of my crimes. But yeah, it's just not good. And and so uh, Edward lashes out to the professor, you know, punches him a couple times. And, uh, you know, just like in the anime. And he goes away. But then it in the anime, it just ends there. You know, he's just some nutty professor uh, who... You know, who's just a bad guy. But no, in the movie, he escapes uh, his captivity. And then he actually ends up being much more important villain in the movie than he really needs to be, in all honesty. Because they just... Oh, yeah. Why did they even talk about their past? Like, it doesn't even matter. Oh, I'm getting a headache right now, honestly. Because, yeah, because I'm just thinking of all the things that they did wrong in the movie compared to the anime. How did I think this was going to be a good idea? Audience, you guys should have talked about this on Twitter, like Mark always says. Just, just tell them. Just tell him. Tell him I don't have to do it. Tell him that I don't have to finish this, but I'm gonna. This is for your entertainment. I got this. <clears throat> Anyways. Oh, so yeah. So for some reason, Edward reveals uh, his past about him and his brother to the professor, and then the professor. Actually, I don't even think he reveals of his past, but he realizes that Edward is the key to finding almost the entire truth of the universe and all things that lie within it. Well, in the movie, not in the anime, because the anime, the doctor is just an idiot uh, who just wants to live in a fancy house a little bit longer for another two years before the next, uh, you know, alchemy test or whatever. But in here, he actually has some sort of interest in discovering the truth of all things in the universe or whatever. So he, um, so, you know, he's just captivated and, just desperate to find out the truth and he thinks edward and al are both the key to finding that out so later on in the movie when he escapes he captures uh alphonse right? yes alphonse the metal uh suit guy uh and attaches him to like gets him stuck in the table and then i guess ed was about to be sacrificed to discover more of the truth for the professor and that's when he gets killed by envy again and just envy or not envy uh lustful awful yeah she's just popping up everywhere man she's just the perfect deus ex machina just, hey uh the main character's about to die boom finger longo knife finger to the chest uh i saved the day but i'm still villain uh and then you know <clears throat> ah jesus christ help me we're okay we're almost done here i'm just gonna skip to the very end and uh roy mustang you know he's uh his best friend hugh dies of course but they nerfed my man Hugh, man. Like, he, instead of having a daughter and a wife when he dies, he has a wife who's pregnant with his daughter, I'd assume. Could be a son. I don't know, because they want to change a lot of things nowadays. They might have made him to a son. Who knows? We'll never know, because uh, she had an abortion. I'm just, I'm just kidding. Oh, God. I don't know why I do these things to myself. That was a terrible joke. But, <laughs> but anyways, yeah, that was a, oh, life is pain. Life is pain. I'm just going to have moderate speech just in the loop right now for the next 30 minutes. Just to serve as penance for my soul. 
Oh, God. But yeah, so again, the falafel people come out of nowhere, uh, Deus Ex Machina, and the general, the random general that they decided to make the villain for the movie releases this, uh, like I said, baby falafel people, uh, this army that they were creating, and he gets uh, eaten up by them because he was originally trying to betray the original falafel people. But, you know, the baby fluff people were like, Daddy, Daddy. Oh, oh God, I don't want to say that. Uh, please, I, I'm, I apologize for that. I'm not cutting it out. I apologize. I just want to let you know. I want you to feel the pain I felt. That's what that was. You know, I, So I don't apologize. No, I do. I'm, <laughs> you don't deserve that. But, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much what it was. you know. And then he gets eaten by them, which is funny. And then gl- Gluttony. There you go. Finally, figure out his freaking name. Jesus. Gluttony. He uh, ate them all, I guess, apparently. And uh, so the big falafel guy eats the mini falafel people. And that's it. Or almost it. I wish it was the... I just wish the movie ended there. I wish the movie ended five minutes from the beginning. But anyways, so uh, I guess they're trying to capture uh, the alchemists to sacrifice them for an unknown purpose that's not described in the movie. Uh, which you know in the show, but in the movie it's not explained at all. And then... Uh, so they're fighting uh, Roy Melsing for some reason and uh, you know he has this power of flame alchemy which he has these two gloves that have alchemic symbols on, on them and every time he snaps his finger he's able to uh, summon a torrent of flames from his from his hand and which he like engulfs in flame the falafel person Envy for no reason you know it's not explained why well it is explained you know, you assume he's the one who killed his best friend. But he doesn't know that. He just sees bad guy. Boom. Flame. And then they explain, well, you know, the hero being the hero, he has to find everything out by himself, like, by the dumbest reasons. Because uh, Envy's taking a second to recover from the fire. And then Ed, being the genius he is, he's like, oh, I see that you're not recovering as fast as you should. Uh, it's because if we do it again, you're going to die, right? And then instead of being like, no, dummy, that's not it. Envy just books it the other way. And then Mustang, you know, being a freaking mad lad, flicks his fingers as he dodges Lustful Awful's finger knives. And then uh, he kills Envy, you know. And then he kills Falafel Lady with the black dress. And then our fat Falafel guy comes in. I forgot what happened to him. I kind of droned out the last couple minutes of it. But yeah, uh, that happened. And honestly, I think that's where my memory kind of kill the movie i know i finished watching the entire movie but that's that's the best i remember of everything just falafel people dying uh it not comparing at all to the anime and just it being a complete nightmare which i'm gonna relive through a couple more times because uh i've seen that there was bleach on there <laughs> and you know what that means ladies, ladies and gentlemen we're gonna watch bleach at least i am i'm watching for you guys you're welcome by the way you're welcome you don't have to live through this i do I don't have to, but I kind of do now. You know, I'm a man of my word, so now I have to do this. All right, people. I love you guys. Go ahead and follow all those social medias, uh, accounts that you usually hear from the other guys. I don't don't know them because, you know, I just live here, man. I just work here. Don't listen to me. Or listen to me, actually. I I hope you guys enjoy what I bring for you guys. I just try to bring a little smile to you guys with my pain of having to watch these terrible movies for you guys. And, uh, you know... Listen to other content. Follow the other guys on the social media accounts. Go ahead and support Brendan, man. He's a uh, he's he's shelling out a lot of art for you guys, and uh, you guys you guys are sleeping on him, you know. And if you guys aren't happy with the uh, 
with what he's got. Hit him up. Ask him for a custom job. He's a very flexible man. You know, he'll work with you. You work with him. All right, people. Love you guys. Stay safe. Stay warm. And I'll see you next time. Bye.